podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the moment of the evening every K-State fan enjoys. Settle down and pour a whiskey, crack open a LaCroix. Please put your hands together and make a little noise for your favorite Wildcatters, the handsome Bosco boys. The boys are back, and by God, by golly, we've made it another year. This is our fourth anniversary show. It is me, Scott Wildcat, and the man, the myth, the legend, the 12, 12 times banned on Twitter, currently the underscore Grant KSU, I think, right? That's right. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you know, it's, it's a four-year anniversary. I think this is going to drop i think technically like maybe a couple days before the four official four-year anniversary but got to keep the monday shows going and again uh just for you know (laughs) i'll say this um so we're recording this on thursday grant very he's a dad very busy schedule so we're recording this at 6 42 on uh march 10th when, when i originally was pestering you saying hey let's let's get this in i think next week might be a big week i i thought when we recorded this uh, Bruce would still be the guy, but sure enough, today's been an eventful day. Um, Bruce gets uh, his walking orders at 10 a.m. Um, I, I did a live show reaction, so if anyone wants to hear my reaction and any of the Boneheads reactions, go back to Thursday in your podcast feed, and we have about an hour where I talk, where the Boneheads talk, but uh, I want to give you your platform, man. Um just say whatever you need to, whatever's on your heart, whatever's on your mind about uh, the Bruce Weber era, the end of the Bruce Weber era, and uh, anything else. Well, before I do that, we're going to hit all the notes tonight. We got a beer of the pod. See, I'm just chugging for my old, water still. For old times' sake, um, a 90 shilling from Odell. Delicious amber ale for the snow outside. We got a hell of a lot of snow. You know I'm in Topeka now? Yeah, yeah. So over the course of the four years of the podcast, (laughs) so you were in Casey Moe near the plaza, then Casey Moe near Westport, then Lawrence, then Topeka. That's right. Four years, four spots. Yeah, and then in the four years for me, I I guess we started this after I was already in Kansas City, so I was in the Northland and now in Shawnee, so. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. I'm glad glad you're a Topeka cat again, but you got your beer of the pod. Uh, What's on your heart? What's on your mind about Bruce? Well, it's weird. I mean, it's been a long time coming. I think we all saw the writing on the wall throughout the year. Um, I mean, there were whispers even if we ended this season on a high note and went to the tournament and had a decent bounce back season that he would still probably retire. Who knows if that's actually true? I mean, the man certainly sounds like he wants to keep coaching, but maybe it would have never been at K-State. Um, it just does kind of seem like the right time to part ways. It's it's crazy, though. It, I do feel like a sense of mourning. Um, I'm super ready to move on from him. Um, it's just at this point, it's a dead horse, and, you know, it just kind of moved past him. You know, we've had three terrible seasons in a row. 
couldn't quite get over the hump this year. And then the timing's right. It makes sense, but he's been around for 10 years, which is crazy. Um, 10 years is a long time. And I feel a bit of an attachment to Bruce and the character that he is. And we got to sit down with him in a room and he's very kind and a funny, goofy guy. He's just kind of like everyone's dad. And he has earned that respect from his peers. And that's for a reason. It's because he is a very, very kind man and he does it the right way. And <laughs> he made sure that everybody knew that in his final presser. Um, and I loved that. I loved the section of him basically telling everyone to hold my dick essentially like screw the system. Uh, no one has gotten punished. Look at, look at how broken the system is, but also, Hey, I got two titles. Look at all these coaches at K-State. This is a rich history program. They didn't win shit. Look what I did. And I didn't cheat. And you know, he didn't cheat because it's what it's well known by his peers that he didn't cheat that one of his direct recruiting rivals in the big 10 would graciously give him a spot on his PJ uh, because he knew this guy deserves it. So um, I wish Bruce the best. I hope to see him some somewhere coaching in the next few years uh, before he does finally hang up his hat. Um, if he does, if he is going to coach, but he did also say that he's, he's got two jobs waiting for him and that's to be a, a husband and a grandfather. So maybe he is ready to, to hang it up, but Hey, he gave us, things that I never thought we would, I never thought we'd win a big 12 title. Um, especially when our direct head to head rival is a blue blood and they've won it. They'd won it every year and they'd always went through there for him to win it twice. Uh, and one of those times essentially breaking KU's streak and he had a hand in that uh, is huge and it deserves respect. So that's, that's all I have to say about Bruce. I wish him the best and, who knows? Maybe, uh, maybe we'll see him again. I hope we see him again. I, I, I hope he coaches for a few more years before he retires. And again, you, you phrase it perfectly. His kind of hold my dick moment uh, after the loss. I, that went really well. I don't, I don't think his uh, meeting with on zoom with the local media went as well no. uh, today. <laughs> that did not go as well, but uh, you know what? I don't, I don't care. Um, I, I, I don't care. I, he, he deserves the respect. Sadly, I think there's a segment he will never get it from, but he, he does deserve the respect. Yeah, I agree. I don't care about today either. I saw it and whatever. doesn't bother me. He can say what he wants. He's got his opinions. So he's earned the right to say what he, what he wants to say. Yeah. All right. Uh, let, let's, let's uh, you know, take care of the sponsors. The first sponsor, Athletic Greens. I tell you what, every morning when I wake up, I do a scoop, add some water, shake it up, boom, Athletic Greens. It gives me all the vitamins, <laughs> minerals, probiotics, and superfoods that I need to keep me going. Why take a bunch of pills when you can just do a scoop of Athletic Greens, shake it up, and boom, I'm ready to go. And guess what? If you go to athleticgreens.com slash sports drink, you can get five free travel packs and a full year supply of their vitamin D supplement. Also, ColorCast. We'll be going live. I, I, unless something crazy happens, unless some breaking news happens, we will go live on Thursday evening at some point. Stay tuned to Twitter. It'll co coincide with some basketball game during the first round. It'll be early evening, sometime between 6 and 7.30 on Thursday. 
Stay tuned to Twitter and we will go live. Um, all right, it is the Q&A, fourth anniversary. Our anniversary shows are always a Q&A. But before we do that, um, there is some pretty big show news that is going to substantially uh, kind of change uh, the trajectory of Bosco's boys. Um, Grant, uh, what do you want to tell all the hopefully, listeners? <laughs> hopefully it's only going to go up from here because I <laughs> feel like the trajectory has gone up. Um, yeah, so um, obviously people have noticed, I'm sure, that I have not been on the show well, for a while. To be um, fair, you typically do do a month hibernation in the winter. So. <laughs> so I do, yeah. Um, but, you know, people have been asking, a couple have been asking if I'm still on the show, and I took a bit of a break. But the reality is I've been doing this since March 2018. We've been going steady, and my life has just gotten very, very busy. And, uh, you know, I'm working an extra day a week a lot of the time and it's just been moving got a baby and it's 24 7 12 day, 12 hours a day pretty much um literally sometimes in the hospital 12 hours a day on top of that uh and yeah i just kind of came to the conclusion that i need to step back from the show a bit um maybe entirely uh <laughs> and since then the show's done quite well i must say um i felt a little sad about like literally the first day or a couple days after I told you I'm gonna probably have to step away from the show we got one of the biggest guests ever that we've been trying to get for four years but um it is nice it was nice to be able to sit back and enjoy that from a totally new perspective and not be on the show it was it was great and I'm talking about the Jacob Poland show bravo to that by the way but um I just despite my past month hibernations in the winter <laughs> I just kind of felt like I'd be doing you a disservice to stay on and do and and be doing the listeners a disservice as well because I just had no time outside you know I can find an hour or two a week to record a podcast but all the stuff surrounding that you know I haven't been able to engage in so yeah that's it Grant KSU and Scott Wildcat are getting divorced and, uh, <laughs> you know, sometimes we'll get to get back together to see the kids. Um, but I probably won't be on the show very often. I, I will probably make an appearance every once in a while, but as far as co-hosting the show, it's a solo show right at this point. Yeah. Uh, That's where we're at. Yeah. It, it, and when you told me, uh, you know, I, I think I actually was on the Peloton bike when you sent the text and I was just like, Oh boy. Uh, you know, it, <laughs> First off, I applaud you for doing what you need to to take care of your family and all that type of stuff. Uh, second off, again, you, you're welcome anytime. You know, once uh, if this is still going and Jack is walking and you, you know, hit the lottery, and all I'll that be walking stuff. soon, man. Well, okay, walking time. <laughs> once Jack's like in uh, fourth grade and, and you get a little <laughs> bit more time or whatever, you're always going to be welcome back. All you have to do is say, and like I've told you a couple times, uh, when Blitz Month run rolls around when we have q a shows maybe you know i can get you to come on for all of our anniversary shows big breaking news uh bill snyder comes back for his third tenure whenever crazy stuff happens uh i'm gonna let you know you're always more than welcome to come on uh and you know i i think i've always said during these anniversary shows i take it one year at a time 
I am going to get through another off season. We're going to Bosco's boys will hit a five year anniversary show this time next year. At least uh, I will never commit to more than a year, but we will do it um, again. You'll come on. I think this off season, I'm going to try to get more voices on. We're going to see uh, if anyone else can, you know, hold the mantle to you. Um, and if there's going to be a full-time co-host, um, I think during football season, I'm going to try to do things a little bit different where people will hear a lot of different voices, but I don't know if there will be a full-time co-host unless Grant decides, hey, cats are on, on the mission for the Dr. Pepper. Fuck my kid. I, I, I'm back in, uh, you know, so it, it's it's going to be different for the listeners. It's going to be different for me. Uh, but I'm hoping that folks still love it. And again, I, I hope that we'll still be able to get you on on occasion. And uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's a new era. Uh, it's a new know, era. Well, you've been doing a great job and you do a great job. I think you're kind of built for this type of thing. So I have no fear um, on where the direction of the show is going to go, but I do already feel like you know, over the past month, I feel a sense of FOMO and like, I can't quite stay away. And I, there's been times where I'm like, maybe I should hop on, but it's just, it would be unfair to you. Uh, because I literally outside of, there was a period where outside of, uh, you know, a couple hours a week where we would chat, I would have absolutely no fucking idea what was going on in the K-State world or how I, I could sometimes catch like the last five minutes of a game, but be doing you a disservice so hey once i said you get all the money that's when it became official so that, um, that, that is true <laughs> that is true so now i don't want make it, sure. it would be wrong it would be wrong for me to, to stay on um and maybe i'll come back who knows but right now it just it's not a good time it's been an incredibly busy busy time for me so i still love the listeners and uh i'll still be on twitter that's where they want me anyways that is true. And you know what? We, we got the live shows. So, you know, you'll always be welcome to hop on the live shows. And again, uh, Colorcast, now you can have up to 11 people on stage. So it's getting better. So oh, there we go. Join us. They on learn the their lessons. Exactly. All right. We, we got a bunch of questions. For old time's sake, we're going to run it back. And again, this won't be your last Q&A, but this will be the uh, last one in Bosco's Boys 1.0. Uh, so let's do it and uh, celebrate another four years of us doing this to or another year four total of us doing this together. So we're going to get started. Uh, and again, I asked this before the big 12 tournament started, there might be some, uh, there, there might be some interesting uh, questions, but we're going to dive into it. The good chef Andre Napier asked if slash once, uh, once a change happens for the men's basketball team, you think Bruce would do an unemployed Bosco's boys podcast for you. So here's my thing. I don't think so. I, I don't think Bruce is going to come on, but once Bruce gets a new job, I will be reaching out to the sports information director of whoever the new job is. And uh, yeah, I, I, I will try to get him on once he gets a new uh, job. I'll say this. There's a handful of jobs that I think, he might be a candidate for that might make it more likely uh, for me to get him back on. So we'll, we'll see. I'm, I'm sure going to try. What, what, what would you ask Bruce? Uh, say he's at UW Milwaukee. Uh, what is a question you want me to, if I get him that you want to make sure that I ask him? 
Oh man, I don't know. I just can't wait. I think when he does come on, he's his hair is going to be down past his shoulders, and he's going to have been kind of gone out of this out of the public eye for quite some time, and he's going to come back with like a full blown like Hawaiian shirt, um, half open, and he's just going to not give a fuck anymore. So um, I don't know. I I would ask him as juicy a questions as you could possibly ask. Um, I don't know. Something something about opposing coaches, maybe. I'd have to think on that. Yeah, well, I think we'll probably have a few months before it, it's even <laughs> remotely a chance for that to happen. The next one from The Good Chef. Now, I'm interested in this one because my answer for this one might surprise you. Out of the four seasons in the Chris Kleiman era, where does this season's off-season excitement rank? Uh... That's a good question. Um, what? Well, I mean, going in, I'm okay. Going into 2020, I think pretty much goes to last instantly for me because we had no idea. It was hard to get excited about that year because we didn't know if it was going to happen or not. Um, I do think 2019, I was really excited about 2019 um initially i didn't like the hire but after like 12 hours uh, after the media department got uh got their hooks in me um i basically did a full 180 and i was on board um and i was incredibly excited for that but um i'm gonna have to say probably fuck this probably ranks like second because 2019 i was incredibly excited um Actually, no, because last year I was, I, I really thought we could go to Arlington last year. Um, so I'll probably say this is third. Um, I don't know what's first or second, 2019 versus 2021. Um, 2020's last, and then I'd say this one is, it's not quite there yet because, you know, I'm, as, when we get closer to the season and we start to, you know, things start to open up a little bit and we start to know more about the roster, um, see Adrian Martinez slinging the ball, I think, my excitement will build, but we're so far away from it right now. It's kind of hard to rank this year. Yeah. Last year was number one for me. So it's like, okay, you went a full year without real college football. You didn't get to go to yeah. games. That was number one. 2019 was number two, new era, everything new right now is three. And I don't think outside of a handful of really good transfers in the spring, I don't think there's much that can get me to number three. Um, and then you're right. 2020, because, I mean, really, we I, I tried to keep the faith. And, you know, the offseason content in 2020 actually was pretty good. But you're right. It, it wasn't really until August that you really thought you might get it. And really, it wasn't until that first game where it's like, okay, here's college football. That season just sucked. Like, even if we were to have had a good season, like, imagine being Iowa State fans and that was your best season ever. It was the COVID They season. remind you. They are quick to draw on that reminder. Um, Yeah, it's very sad. It's very sad. And they still don't really understand. Like, it was – that season doesn't really count. Like, it's there in the history books, but, like, who gives a shit? Their best ever win. Like, they won a Fiesta Bowl. That will never be taken away from them. But it is wild that, like, the team they beat had four wins. How bizarre. I mean, how can – how can you look at that and, like, tout that against you know like use that as as real ammunition it's sad 
four wins and they only got in the Pac-12 championship game because another team like had COVID yeah. and had to jump out. So that's why. And they had like so many people sit out of that bowl. Oh, I mean, I mean again, whatever. Like again, yes, they have that Fiesta Bowl trophy. Would I would I take that Fiesta Bowl trophy? Would I take that trip to Arlington? Absolutely. Yeah, no questions asked. But the fact that that's all they have, <laughs> that's all they had, and I think that's yeah. all they're ever gonna have, sucks for them. So too. Uh, the good chef how many all-conference players does men's basketball need to have a winning season here's the thing we haven't we we had nigel we had mark we had marquise all of them getting like all-conference type honors nigel was first team uh mark smith third team right remember right yep we we manifested the third team marquise all defensive team that was enough And, and again if you look at all the losses we had of five points or less, the team was good enough. They just For sure. didn't have the winning gene. They didn't have the clutch gene down the stretch enough. Um, we had enough talent to be a winning team. We had enough talent to be a tournament team. Uh, most nights you just didn't get enough from your bench. Uh, Selton's regression, Davion Bradford's regression. You had the top end talent. You just didn't have the supporting cast. Yeah. I mean, oh, we just got nothing from our front court either, you know, um, the, in a traditional sense, um, just the regression of the regression and the pure uh, invisibility of, of our big men in the traditional sense really cost us. I mean, if we had like just average to serviceable players, uh, I think we had, least two or three more wins in there um to get us over the hump so yeah it was a uh, this team was close like it was closer than i think the record showed in the end but that momentum really got sucked out had we uh god what do we we end on six straight losses yep six straight losses and i think five of them were like a possession maybe not five uh yeah because ku it doesn't matter but it was they were all a lot of them were close um, P manual 50, if Deuce and Noel are competing in an Olympic type event for best man on campus, what three events are you choosing? Cannot be football or basketball related. Got to keep it even. Uh... <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't want to do anything Olympics. I'd want to do silly shit. Like I, I would want them to do, I'd want them to get together like a five man paintball team and have a capture the flag on campus. That's what I would choose. I can't even think of like. I don't know where that question or, is for some reason. Egg toss. Um, he, he might have a private. No, he doesn't. I saw it, but it's like disappeared for me for some reason. But I don't know. I mean, what are all right? Well, let's think of some Olympic. Um, I mean, got two little guys. Track. Anything Speed track, skating? obviously. Speed uh, skating would be fun. I'd love to see. <laughs> Uh, what, we should build like a, a luge team. Oh, luge, uh, skeleton. Who would be the best luge? Skeleton? Um, I can't vault? think of any vaults and gymnasts. Uh, have them running and jumping. Well, and shit. Kick. Deuce would be probably a really good gymnast. Oh, I think he'd be great. Like on the rings, I think Deuce would be great on the rings. He's got the body for it, no doubt. Noel's a little bigger, obviously. Um. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I don't know shit about the Olympics. I can't think of anything right now. I'd love to see him swim it out in a 
in a hundred, hundred uh, yard, hundred meter, uh, whatever it is. Free, hundred mi- yeah. meter free. Free, that's what it is. Uh, I don't next know. one, oh, next one go from Pete Manuel. What food did you love as a kid and hate as an adult? What food did you hate as a kid but love as an adult? Ooh. So it's the, hard to think of a food that I loved as a kid and hate now. Yeah, so I had trouble thinking about that one, but something I hated as a kid but loved now is onions. Like I would, I would order sandwiches. I don't, with, I, like I would say get rid of onions. I love a raw onion on any sandwich. Um, I'll do cooked onions like fajitas and like I, I used to stay away from onions like crazy, but I like onions. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um, I still don't love onions. Um, I'm pretty selective, at least about onions. I like onions on like a burger, um, but not a sandwich. That's that's fucked up. Um, <laughs> mushrooms. I kind of like. I like mushrooms now. I, I always like mushrooms. I used to think they were disgusting. Um, asparagus. Well, I mean, tons of vegetables. Asparagus, Brussels sprouts. So delicious. Brussels sprouts is one I'm still only met on. But I, I like, I liked, always liked asparagus, always liked artichokes. There's this way to cook. I'll send you this recipe, and you're going to be like, holy shit, these are insane Brussels sprouts. Um, it's hard to think of something I liked as a kid. Probably, like, something sweet. Um, I still have a sweet tooth, for sure, but, like, I not as much as, like, a kid would. Yeah, I probably like sour stuff like i don't fuck with sour stuff anymore but i definitely would like like sour candy as a kid um man i mean like mcdonald's i still like it occasionally but it's like i only like, like mcdonald's breakfast I, I i that's funny because i hate mcdonald's breakfast i think it's oh, like the worst i i it's the best fast food thing in the world like i and again i haven't had fast food like since january but i i i could probably eat a hundred dollars worth of mcdonald's breakfast and i i would hate myself but I, your, I could easily house that yeah. oh man but i don't have a good answer for love That's a hard one. that is tough That's a hard one might come back to that later um we so always Kat, say that and we never do yeah we <laughs> never, <laughs> we never <laughs> not do. once have we done that <laughs> oh so true all right uh cats man 15 could you give us a rundown of your personal favorites for the next basketball coach? I mean, I, so I, I think I'm going to go more in depth uh, later on this week. I, I'm going to, again, this is major. I'm going to try to get, I'm, I'm trying hard to get a national guy on, but I'll talk to like Jimmy. I think I'm going to try to get Derek young I'm going to try to get some folks on and I'll dive in deeper, but I'm only focused on two guys. Mm-hmm. That's Brad. Same. Yeah, Brad yeah. Underwood and Grant McCaslin at uh, North Texas. Again, here I am. I'm obsessed mm. with the North Texas guy, just like <laughs> I was the last time. Uh, you yeah. Know, if McCaslin's smart, he, he he better take the offer because we saw what happened to Seth Luttrell's career after he turned it down and uh, shit hit the fan there. So, uh, I think I think comparatively, uh, I like McCaslin more than I like Levitt. I mean uh, Luttrell. Dude, I don't ever like Luttrell. I, I was. We loved, we loved him, but like, it, I mean, and this is with hindsight, obviously. Um, but like, I think it's easier to, I think it's easier to see basketball than it is football. It's easier to like 
analyze that and you can see like a tangible style and a tan like more tangible results in the sample of basketball than you can see in football and believe that it's going to transfer over more um, than it would for football. Cause I just feel like the like culture and like style translates more in basketball than it would in football. Or it's at but, least easier to translate. Right. You're only worried about five guys on a court. Um, but uh, yeah, I think we all kind of have the same like top three or four, Brad, McCaslin, um, Jerome Tang. Yeah, Tang I like and his, Baylor. I like his connections at least. But um, I think we're going to get Brad and it's going to stop there. I hope so. I, I hope so. I, for I, once I think, we're gonna for once we're gonna we're gonna make something happen I'll, I'll tell you this right now i i think it is much more likely uh, as we sit here on 3 10 and now it's 7 10 in the evening i think it's far more likely than i would have expected i don't think money is the issue i i have it on pretty good authority money isn't the issue it's going to come down to is brad willing to step away from what he has built at illinois and, and I say money's not an issue, we could match. I, I'm pretty confident right now we can do his buyout and match what he's making at Illinois. Illinois can always go higher. The Big Ten is going to have more money than God himself. So he will have to leave some money on the table. But if, if his current contract, if he likes that, if he could play for that contract or coach for that contract for the rest of his career, K-State can match it. So I, I think Brad is going to have to tell us now. I hope he doesn't. Yeah. Hope he doesn't. I mean, you gotta just how do you gotta how do you sell him? You gotta pull on those hard strings. And yeah, I'm you gotta play the urgency card. Like this is it, man. You're 58. This is your, this is your last window. Yeah, it's never will, gonna happen again. He will never get another shot because I I, I no, believe I, I believe whoever we get, because I, I think the candidates are there. I think whoever we get is at a minimum, if it's not Brad, is going to have enough enough success where he is going to be here for six to eight years that yeah. puts brad out of commission you're not going to hire a 64 year old brad underwood or a 66 year old brad underwood no this is no, his last this is shot it. this yeah. is it. this is it so. you gotta hit you gotta attack those heartstrings man yeah. all right uh pogo trevor asks if you could choose any stadium from anywhere in the world to replace current k-state venues which one are you choosing uh to replace it's football basketball baseball and soccer Hmm. Okay. So, um, so we have to replace all of those venues. Yeah. So he, here's my, here's my first take on this <laughs> because I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change football because I, I think it's the perfect size and I think it's the best 50,000 seat stadium in the world. I'm not changing that. Okay. I'm not changing football, basketball. And again, I, I'm a, <laughs> I'm I'm a big Bramlage uh, defender, and, and I know at least one person who is going to basically kind of like call me out for this one. But it, it would it would it would be a uh, Hinkle Fieldhouse or even uh, up to date a Hearn Fieldhouse uh, if mm -hmm. you could get it up to code and get it up to like ten thousand seats. Um, you know, I, I I would go with that for baseball. Honestly, I don't care. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. 
I don't care. Like, well, what the fuck? I mean, yeah, yeah I, I don't either. I mean, not enough people go to the game because, like, I, I first off, I'm not not Oklahoma State's baseball stadium there. There, I'll t- I'll take theirs because it's super nice and it's not massive. Um, in soccer, I mean, the championship field at Swope. I mean, again, I I I'm not going to drop Stanford Bridge right there on Kimball Street uh, because it, it's <laughs> forty thousand seats. We're never going to need that. I I think a smaller venue that you can fill up is well. It's better, that's so. it's stained in blood now, so you don't want to bring that to Manhattan. No, and it's also about to be seized by the it UK it's, government. It's not leaving. That thing's either torn down. <laughs> that is never going anywhere. <clears throat> uh, so, you know, again, I, that's, I know it's stupid, but again, football, I, I wouldn't change anything. Basketball, uh, up to code, a uh, hern. Baseball, honestly, if you, you're just asking me my favorite baseball scene, I truly do love the K. Um, and then soccer, I mean, there's a lot of great British, hell, even Sporting Park. That'd be fun if women's soccer got big enough. Yeah, that would be. We awesome. could get like ten thousand out of the game. That'd be wild. But you know, that was I one mean, of my worst answers of all time. But but I kind of feel the same way. Like I'm not replacing any of them. Um, but I think it would be interesting to replace the football stadium with like like a European style soccer stadium, like that's around fifty k, like close as hell to the field, very compact, right on top of the players. Uh, like I'm trying to think of one that's comparable because most of them, a lot of those are like well, most not of as big. Not, They're yeah. like 40, 35, 40, but I think like Sunderland, like stadium of light, I think that's like 50 K, but um, most of them are pretty small. Um, I want to say the Etihad, I think it's like around 50 K, but I don't love their stadium to be no, honest. I, I don't like that. Um, for, I yeah, mean, Anfield's like 54. 40, that'd be kind of cool. 49,000, though. I, I like the the shout for statement because you have the overhang. It's super close. Um, I mean, I think that would, like, that style of stadium would translate so well to football. Yeah. You know, but I, I truly do think, I don't know. But I, I wouldn't I wouldn't replace Bill Snyder fan. I love our stadium. I, I love, love what it it's turned into. I love it, too. Love I love it, too. Can't wait to I love Bramlage, too, and I desperately, like, cannot wait for it to be – packed again um hopefully we can get it there at some point and I, uh i do learn that but i love bramlage i'd love that it's simplicity i think um sometimes it may look a little ugly but like not really i think it's fine i, I have no problems with bramlage Coliseum. Well, here, here's my thing like i get it if some if there's like an architect snob like i get it like it's it's literally a pit with an octagon. Like if yeah. you, if you talk architecture, it's not great. That's why I said like a renovated field house style. But here's the thing: there is not. I, I've sat literally almost everywhere in that stadium. I've sat up high in the end zones. I've sat down low. To, I've sat courtside. I've I've been everywhere in the stadium. There isn't a bad seat. You cannot say that with a field house style uh, place because. The, the field houses they're not even facing towards the arena like you can have yeah. a seat that's in a corner that isn't even facing towards the field um so i, I don't know i do love Bramlage, and, and when it's rocking it, it's great um uh, i'm not replace like baseball we have a nice baseball stadium i know this is not the answer this guy's looking for no. <laughs> at all so i'm sorry but uh, and I get some of the beef with the baseball stadium because they didn't complete, like they didn't go all as far as folks wanted with the renovation. It kind of looks lopsided now, but again, I think all of our facilities 
are perfect for the size of the fan base. Like I, and our soccer stadium is nice. Like, oh, and we have a, we play on grass. Like, oh, it's. it's I mean, it, I may, may I'll drop old hybrid there. How about that? Yeah, <laughs> I would really. I just for me. That that would be fun. All right, uh, Cats fan three zero five three dream podcast guest. So if if who is the one guest that's like you would drop anything you'd get to come back on for that show? Well, my first one that I ever said was Eric Stone Street. I think that would be. For obvious reasons, the man is like famous, but he's also essentially like a comedian in many ways. So I think that would just be probably a really fun podcast uh, for everybody. Um, but it would do numbers. I mean, I, that would be a great podcast. It'd be hard to get a better like big K State guest. Um, if we're talking like deeper into K State lore, uh, I'd love to talk to Michael Beasley. Um, I think that would be huge. I'd love to talk to Frank Martin a little bit. I think that would be also like, you could get a lot out of Frank Martin. Um, what about you? I think Eric Stone Street. I mean, if you're talking pure numbers, I think that might yeah. be the top one. I used to say Sean Lowe, but I have stopped watching The Bachelor completely. Just kind of. Really? Yeah. Wow. I, yeah. I, I'm proud I just of you. stopped it. It just stops being fun. It, it, I see why people loved it because um, I got caught up in it for quite. There's a, a lot while, of but... shows like that now, though. That like you can you can pivot. Oh yeah, well, and like I, Love you, Island or like, do you not, watch that shit? Not Love Island, but Love no. is Blind. Love is Blind. Oh, sh- my honestly, that's with that dude. I'm I'm <laughs> telling you, man. Well, first off, they don't cast anyone who's truly ugly. But I yeah. I, I mean, if they were ever casting in Kansas City, I would try to get on that show. Because um, I, I, I don't know. I think the concept would work. Awesome. They would, they would never cast me. They would never put right. me on the show. But <laughs> I, I believe in that concept. I, I would love to. It, it, I would sign up for it. You know, instead of like you know Match or Bumble or all this type of stuff. Like, just sign me up. Like, have me chill. You know, just in a weird apartment complex for a month and see if I can fall in love talking through a wall. Uh, but I, I think Stone Street would be great. Uh, Frank Martin would be great. I'm, I'm going to try to make this one happen. I think John Curry would be a very interesting one, depending on how much he would share. Um, I that think there's like a 50-50 chance John Curry would just quit the podcast in the middle of it. Um, <laughs> Brad Underwood. Brad Underwood would be... Yeah, amazing. Brad would be a good one. That would so, be a good one, too. Lots of good ones. Um, okay, uh, Dubois Theorem, our guy Will, uh, what interview surprised you the most? it's a stupid question will (laughs) um okay i'll try to give a not stupid answer honestly david allen Mm -hmm. incredibly boring uh gave me like i don't know i don't like to say that like i i don't like that but hey fuck it man this is my last show i can say whatever i want um Yeah, he was really like boring and gave me just like vibes of like it should have been me, like you know what I mean. Yeah. But which you know, David Allen ruled. He was incredibly talented, and um, I have a lot of really good memories of him. But I don't know. I'm trying to think of another one. I was surprised. <laughs> Michael Bishop surprised me because he was like clearly cooking a meal in his kitchen during that time, and like and his oven, like the off. smoke alarm was just going off during well, it. And then his that home alarm, his home alarm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I liked that. 
uh, who surprised me? All right, what's your answer? I'm gonna try to think of it. Well, so, uh, so surprising else. in a in a bad way was David Allen. And you know, props to David Allen. He spent time with us at ITAP. Like, it's not a shot at David Allen. Great guy. Like, if he wanted to come on again, I wouldn't be like, no, David, you don't get to come on. Um, but but it, nothing really great came out of it. I mean, it was again, you kind yeah. of get the oh, you know, it should have this or that. I mean, the the only fascinating thing that came out of David Allen was. Bill Snyder lied to him and told him he could play baseball and then not. But I mean, again, that's, that wasn't that crazy. I'm surprised uh, in like a good way. I, I don't know. Kind of like how wild that time with Reggie and Ian. So Reggie had come <laughs> on. So then like, we I got so drunk that night with Reggie. The, the first that. one, but even the second night, I mean, Oh, yeah, drunk. Uh, with That's true. Ian Campbell, and then shout out to honestly, shout out to Cinderblock Brewery because that was like my favorite place we recorded. Damn, I miss Ian and Reggie actually. Yeah, I we used I, to like talk to them a lot. Those are fun fellas. They're both super busy. I mean, shout out to Reggie. Like, I think he was involved yeah. in a book, all sorts of advocacy. He's going mm-hmm. around speaking everywhere. Ian Campbell's popping out kids. Uh, super busy guys but again uh you know that that was probably surprising in a good way and honestly yeah. bruce bruce was surprising in a good way i was like legitimately a little nervous for that one Same. it was just goofy and then we just had fun with them i that that was surprising in a good way bruce is great i love yeah. him <laughs> Artie jensby asked forgive me um because he did the wrong hashtag how will you be honoring wildcat march day on the pod this year and in your hearts you know what a lot of people liked the band pod that i did with them last year um and you know i i might have to get some band folks on again in the off season so uh stay tuned we might have another band pod um we're going to isern three cody uh, shout out to cody he dropped a fire video honoring bruce and this one is super easy to me but I'm, I'm interested if this is as easy to you. What would have had a bigger impact on K-State, Michael Bishop or Michael Beasley uh, being at K-State for four years? If you had to choose, and then the second one is, if you had to choose a new song besides Sandstorm to fire up, what would it be? But first, Bishop or Beasley, and again, Michael Beasley for basketball, who would have had a bigger impact for K-State for four years? I think this is incredibly easy. Michael Beasley. Yeah, um, if he's there for four years, um, I mean, that, <laughs> that we obviously cruise into the tournament as a sophomore. Um, I think, uh, the junior year, we genuinely, genuinely challenged title. for a national title. Um, I mean, we were already a game away from a final four, uh, <laughs> that inside out combo would have been absolutely unbelievable. Um, if he, I mean, if he stays for four years, like yeah. if he's back for Poland, yeah, we're top. We were fucking preseason number three. Like, number, yeah, I mean, we're number one. We would have been unbelievable. Yeah, and think, and think about that junior year starting lineup of Denny Clemente, Jacob Poland, whoever you want at the three, and then Michael Beasley and Curtis Kelly. Like I, I think Dom. Dom Sutton started Dom. at the three. Yeah. I want Dom. <laughs> yeah, but, but again, uh, I mean that's like, an outrageous starting five. Like, like we would get every single rebound. Like, we yeah, we would win every single game, hundred to fifty-two. 
It's not, yeah. I mean, here's the other thing. We got Michael Bishop's two quote unquote best years because they were his upperclassmen years. Mm-hmm. Um, we know what Bill Snyder did with like underclassmen. I mean, there's no there's no guarantee that Bishop is even playing a lot his first two years. No. So yeah, know. that's a good point. Um, I mean, it's easily, yeah, easily Mike Beasley. Yeah, all right. And I then, do like that question though. Yeah. I that would that like tweak it a little bit and uh it gets a little more interesting. Maybe we'll have yeah. to maybe we'll have to come back to that. Yeah, exactly. Cody, ask it a different way next year's uh anniversary. Like, like maybe throw some different players in there, and that that's a good debate. Yeah. Uh, well, we then, know what you want to do for a new Sandstorm song because you've already basically manifested that into reality. Yeah. With uh every time we touched that remix version. Yeah. God, Sandstorm is so fucking perfect, though. Like, for moments that you want to blow the roof off. i tell you what I want. I want to bring the Rumble song back to the tip. I miss that. Here's the thing. I don't think – I think Joker and the Thief works for football. For basketball, I think bring it back. And here's the thing. The the current – The bad part's not going to happen. Yeah. yeah, They they don't don't know. know They don't know that one. They don't know that one because – that doesn't get played in Aggieville, you know. The fuck KU chant happens in Aggieville, and hell, it happens to Wabash. It happens to Joker and the Thief. That one would probably turn into fuck KU, though. I mean, dun, dun, dun. maybe, but, but I don't think because, so. like, I remember like jumping, and they would just be saying fuck KU the whole time, you know. Like, I don't, I don't think know. that happened. I what jumping? Or no, just the like, jump, like I don't think the fuck KU chant happened during Rumble. And again, no, it didn't. It but it, okay. it stopped when they said motherfucking wildcats. I didn't want to bring like, it up because I, I didn't you want, don't want f- people to know. You don't want to yeah. plant the seed. Exactly. Well, but it's like it's like that seems so like tame now. <laughs> well, and when they're just saying fuck AU for like an hour. I, and, and I have a confession. I think I've said it on the podcast. I think the rumble, the motherfucking wildcat, I actually think that has a lot to do with me because. I started saying that at K-State volleyball games and then it came to basketball and then, you know, my loud voice and college kids love the F word. I, I think that was my fault. I think I came up with that (laughs) and it's my fault. And I'm sorry. You're an influential Uh, man. I believe it. I know Uh, the good chef. Will you embrace empty the tank the same way you embrace pound the stone? I don't think I ever embrace pound the stone. I'm not going to embrace empty the tank. What the hell is that? <laughs> so that was uh, Ben Newman's new thing. It's like empty the tank 2022. Oh, dude, um, he sucks. <laughs> I, I think the only like catchphrase I kind of bought into is ain't nobody stopping our ass and uh, win the dang day I kind of got in on. But I've never been a pound the stone guy. I like to, I like to play around with pound the stone. I think it's fine, but I, I don't know. All that stuff's a little... A little much. Uh, Robin Kentucky asked, does Cly win the Big 12 this year? Here's the thing. What I mean, who knows what Oklahoma's going to be? Fuck Texas. Iowa State's going to be shit. Oklahoma State, I mean, they, are they going to be good again? I don't think so. I think Baylor's going to be a fucking beast. Yeah. But why not? Yes. I don't want to doubt Gundy. Uh, because I've done it at my peril for too long. I mean, uh, I think I, I predicted call him, him to a get fraud fired. every year. I call <laughs> I him a fraud every year, and then he like fucking wins minimum eight games or something, <sighs> nine games. But um, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, 
it'll be a fairly big transition for them. I don't know what they have coming into the quarterback position, but anytime you're dropping a new QB, it's probably going to, except for in Manhattan, because we're going to hit it. it. We're going to take that in strides with Adrian Martinez, but I don't know. Baylor's obviously going to be very good. Uh, I, if I had to bet on it, I would say, no, we're not going to win the big 12 this year, but uh, I'd like to win nine games. I'd like to win nine games and see some tangible, like step in the right direction. Um, that's what I'd like to see. I do think 2023 is going to have a step back. So I, I really do hope yeah. that we can maximize this year. Chef Andre Napier, can you name your top three TV dads? Okay. How do you approach this question? Like your favorite characters I mean, as I TV dads or like the dads that are like, that's a good dad. I'm just going to do my favorite characters yeah, probably. Yeah, go like, for it. Um, Bluey, uh, the dad in Bluey, which is a baby show with dogs. Uh, Bandit, his name is Bandit, and he's an incredible. Now he's like anyone would, the quintessential father figure. He's great. I mean, you should start watching Bluey, even as an adult. It's an amazing show. Okay. Um, Seriously, turn it on tonight. Five, it's like five minutes, five minute episodes. You got Disney Plus. Check it yeah, out. Watch, okay. watch the first couple, and you'll be like, "All right, that's a good show." If you if you had a baby and you're like, "I have to watch baby shows all day," that's a really good one. Uh, number two, Hal from Malcolm in the Middle. Very funny, Dad. Uh, one of the funnier characters. Uh, throw one out there, and I'll think of the third. So I'm going with Alan Matthews uh, from Boy Meets oh, yeah. World. Of course, that's a good one. Yeah, and I, I'm a big Boy Meets World fan. Um, I feel like I had a third and I forgot it. How's a good one? Um, that show's so good. Malcolm in the Middle so, really is good. so funny. Yeah. I need to kind of like make that my comfort go-to show. Um, it's a good. That's a good comfort like repeater. Yeah, I, I need to do that. Um, so also bernie mac that show is also very funny like it kind of like in the same vein very funny show that's a good that's good tv dad but yeah i'll think of a different one oh i need to come up with like one original one um Mm. i I, I got i got another one that i love frank costanza uh george's dad that's that's my three that is good um who am I going to throw out there with my final? God, I don't know, man. Because I kind of watch like a lot of angsty teen shows that like, oh, the dad is never around uh, or it's a deadbeat. Um, I think your first shout is very good. Yeah, I'm just going to I'm just going to move on. I'm sorry for failing you, chef. <laughs> uh, Mike. Smith. How about Eric? How about Coach Taylor? Eric Taylor. Oh yeah, Coach he's Taylor. There we dad. go. That's a good, he's a good dad. He's like an actual legit like great dad. Yeah. Mike, oh Mike, come on Mike. Mike. Um what are your realistic expectations for Martinez this year? Uh, uh I mean I think he's going to be I think he's going to be good. I think yeah. we're going to be surprised by him. Um realistic expectations. Like I don't think he's gonna be like first team all the 12, but no, I, I think let's say like 24 <sighs> passing touchdowns, seven rushing touchdowns, combined yardage above three thousand. I mean, kind of what yeah. we hoped Skyler was gonna be this year. Kind of Skyler, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
uh, before he got just, hurt. I just, I just need, I need him to just stay healthy. Yeah. That's if I don't like, if we can just have one thing that we get out of him, I want it to be health so that we can get the best out of him. Yeah. Uh, he also asked, who do you think will be the newcomer of the year on offense and defense for football? I assume newcomer of the year. I mean, I mean I think Jennings, uh, the linebacker on defense. I think that's, that's a good shout. Team. And then I think probably Adrian Martinez. Yeah. Is probably going to be. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, that's stay tuned for blitz month. Like we'll, we'll uh, get some more questions, but again, that's still like five months away. Know, Spring ball hasn't even started. Um, Chef says, let's play the p- position group game. Sucks, so-so, or satisfactory. He wants us to go through all of them. Um, we still got like 19 of these, so we'll, we'll go relatively quick. Uh, quarterback, I would say so-so because I'm not sold on anyone behind Adrian. Yeah, the room, we don't know. I mean, and running back, like we have one running back who's Well, Jax is exceptional. a running back now. So I'm saying, I'm saying satisfactory. I think with, with Deuce Vaughn alone, like he bumps you to satisfactory. Yeah. He's, he's a Heisman candidate. I think. Uh, wide fullbacks, receiver. Well, let's go fullbacks fullback. slash tight end. Uh, I'm going to say sucks because Jax is a running back now. And I, I mean, Sammy Wheeler, I mean. I think Sammy Wheeler is going to be very good next year. That's I hope so, but. I'm he's getting sucks. love already, man. He's getting love already. Uh, I'll say so-so. O-line, I'm going to say satisfactory. Same. Wide receiver, so-so. But okay. maybe sucks. Uh, wide receiver, I'm going to say sucks. <laughs> uh, defensive line, satisfactory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Linebackers, I'm also going to go satisfactory because I think Jennings is going to be good. And then defensive Same. backs, I'm going to say satisfactory. Me too. Hey, there we go. We're going to win. Special teams? Goal. Special teams, kicker, so kicker so. punter, so so. Fair, so so. Because uh, uh, that's an Arlington team right there. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, we might be all right. Uh, chef, how aroused <laughs> did I get when I heard Seawolf uh, taking tailback reps? I mean, I was excited when when Brian Anderson said that. I mean, I think folks heard me like, oh man, like I'm, I'm Jack's biggest fan. Let's get him in the end zone. Then Brian basically told me to shut the fuck up very nicely when I said I want him to run over people. He was like, no, he has to make people miss. So I was like, all right, fine, fine. Um, I, I do think that's probably a necessity out of the spring. I think they're probably still uh-huh. going to try to find a new running back too. But we'll I see. hope so. I don't. I really I hope so. I want Jax to be our number two running back. I don't care. Um underscore the Doyle if you could pick which NFL team do you want to see Skyler go to um if you want my honest opinion I want him to be a five to seven year backup with the Kansas City Chiefs yeah but here's a take if he ended up in Seattle and I don't like I hate I hate hate Seattle except for Tyler Lockett and I think DJ Reed is still there but if he ended up there, I think he's a better quarterback than Drew Locke. He might fuck around and like start eight games if he ended up at like Seattle or right. uh, like Indianapolis. Like I, I think they're probably still trying to find a quarterback. But I mean, I think if Skyler found himself at the at a place without a uh, starting quarterback, I think he could fuck around and start some games. I want him to go wherever he can make the most money. That's where I want him to go. Yeah, I agree. I want him to get that cash. All right, Casey Railroader, should Jeff Mitty have a job? 
I, so um, I, you should take this one because yeah. I am, haven't watched a, a women's basketball game uh, in about a month and a half. Yeah, and, and uh, so I don't know what they've done. And I've tried to, uh, I, I've, and I think I've succeeded in talking about women's basketball consistently on the show. Here, here's my take on Jeff Mitty. He is, he's put together. I mean, we have had uh, all freshmen in a, you know, the number two player in the conference. Uh, we, or, hell, we had two players on the all freshman team plus Aoka Lee. He's acquired a lot of talent. I think. X's and O's, he leaves a lot to be desired. I think we, we struggled down the stretch. Anytime someone was seeing us for the second time, we struggled big time. So I'm, I'm not going to call for him to be fired because he also has a really good recruiting class coming in. Um, I think next year could legitimately be special, but uh, he's underachieved with the talent he's had this year, that's for sure. So that's my take. Uh, Casey Railroader, if Gene could raise the money, is Brad Underwood worth the $45 million it would take to have him for five years? Um, I mean, here's, here's my take on all this type of stuff. It's not my money and there's no salary cap. So, yes. I, I mean, if I think if you can come up with that, yes. If you can get Brad Underwood in Manhattan. You do it. For whatever amount of money. Yes, you, you do that. Um, I think life is instantly injected back into the into the program. Butts are going to be in seats, and I think we would have – I mean, not only that, we would have a, a very good basketball coach, and we'd have a good basketball team for the next eight to ten years. So, also, you know, he's not think, leaving. Well, yeah, and I also don't think Brad's making eight a year. No. I think he's. Making I think he's making like five, four or five. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I don't think the forty-five for five is correct. And maybe um, that's yeah. like with a buyout. I don't know. But the buyout, but, I think, is like ten. I don't know. But here's the thing: whatever not, it is, if you can pay it, you pay yeah. it, and it's worth it because he's a top, top of the line coach, and he's a, he's a wildcat. Like, we need to start cashing in on these alums, you know. Yeah, I mean, and again, I, I, I'm of the opinion that the buyout money is available and the contract can be matched. Again, mm-hmm. Illinois can go up. I don't, know if, I don't know how much more we can go up. So we'll see. It's going to be exciting times. Um, the Chef, how many civil liberties would you give up for, for K-State <laughs> to win the national championship in football this year? I would give up my right to vote. Oh God, easily. Uh, <laughs> That's easy. I've ne- and I vote in everything. Local <laughs> primaries. I, I, I always vote, but I'd give up my right to vote. I would give up, uh, you know, the right to um, a speedy trial. Cause I don't plan <laughs> on ever going to trial, but if I did, whatever, I'll sit in a sale forever. Um, I would let the government listen to every single phone call I ever make without a warrant um, <laughs> what else would i give up what other rights do i have in liberties would you give up your rights to bear arms i mean i currently like i don't know if i should say this on a podcast i don't own a gun Uh-oh. i'm a second they're coming for you now i, I mean I, i'm a second amendment person um but I mean, no, right now, if you tell me, hey, Scott McFarland, 
if you commit to never owning a gun, they win a national championship next year. Yes, I do it. I feel like that is so fucking easy to say. Like people. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, you know, like I, I, so I would. I'd um, give up my right to quarter soldiers or no courting of soldiers. Soldiers can come on in. I'm currently letting a soldier live in my house right now. I mean, easy. There you go. Yeah. Easy. So I'd give I'd give that up. I would not give up freedom of religion. I would not give up freedom of the press. Um, yeah, you got to keep one. You got to keep that first one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would give up women's suffrage. <laughs> Good for you, man. <laughs> shit, oh, I, shit. I don't okay. mean it. I don't mean it. I don't mean that one. That was bad. I'm not proud of that one. Anything else you'd give up? We need okay. Um, no, that's good. Here's a question for you. Would you, would you give up your ability to drive? Uh, probably not. That'd be yeah, too Cause hard. you're commuting like, pretty I, big time. <laughs> I'd lose my job immediately. Um, uh, no, I wouldn't honestly. Would you give up any of your for, like, like senses? permanently, like forever? Yeah. For my right to drive forever. Yeah. No, I mean. Okay. Would you give up any of your five senses forever? I don't think so. As someone who has lived without one for longer than I ever wanted to, I'm it really, really fucks with you. I might do smell, but probably it not. sucks, dude. I'm well, and I didn't sucks. have it for like a week. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it it did suck, but man, a natty sight, taste, smell, sight, touch. Hearing. Listen, hearing. God, yeah. I couldn't think of the other sense. I wouldn't give up any of this. No, no way. Okay. Uh, you're sending out five in- invitations for a K-State dinner party. Who all are you inviting? Any K-State affiliation is left. I fucking hate these questions. John Curry, Frank Martin. <laughs> oh, boy. Jamar you better, Samuels. You better bring a security guard, too. <laughs> Jamar Samuels. Bill Snyder. And Wyatt Thompson, and I'll just sit back with Wyatt and watch. <laughs> um, man, I do think like if you could get like a trio of like Frank, Frank, Michael Beasley, and Jacob Pullen, and just like walk, just hang out with them, I think that would be a great time. Um, throw Eric Stone Street in there as some entertainment value, and then number five. Oh, um, shit. I don't know. Scott Wildcat, you know? Uh, how about how about Brent Venables and four members of the Veneer family? <laughs> okay, I'm in with that. <laughs> uh, college football, 199. And poor Chauncey's having a bad dream. Poor guy. I'll wake him up here in a second. Mizzou isn't great, but they are part of the big money machine SEC and recruit well. It would make a big statement to get a dub and send dorky Eli Eli Drinkwitz home with a loss. What game do you see as being the biggest uh, game that could have an impact on the season? Um, I mean, it's that Missouri game because it's week two, or it's the Oklahoma game, the Big 12 opener down in Norman. Those are the two. I cannot wait for that Missouri game. I think oh. that's going to be so much fun. Like, I, I mean, and I think the atmosphere is going to be like 
boiling because everyone still so. hates Missouri. Everyone still hates Missouri. They'll bring a lot so. of play. They'll bring a lot of people. It'll have the SEC like you know thing to it. I, oh, I think I, it's gonna be fucking awesome. I want a sarcastic SEC chant. We're up like twenty. Oh yeah. Nothing's yeah. better oh. than the sarcastic SEC chant. And I hate Eli Drinkwitz. Oh, so he's much. a fucking dork. I, so, I really hope that that is because we didn't sell out a game last year. I hope that the the bowl win and the excitement kind of building. I hope that like there's an increase in season tickets. I hope that it's a sellout because here, here's the thing, you know, it's not going to be a cheap ticket. I mean, I you look at season single game tickets on that. It's, I mean, it's not, they're not selling it to say, Hey, we're going to sell this out no matter what. Yeah. I really do hope that's a sellout though. I, oh God, I want that. I do too. Yeah. So and I hope it's not 11 a.m. Yeah. I mean, I don't care. I, I like it regardless, but if it was like a night game, I mean, that would, it would be pretty baller. Um, yeah. Evan D. Shanahan, Atlanta, 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 Lack. If the five spot gave us numbers uh, we got, or if the five spot gave us the numbers we got from last season, what's the uh, basketball team record? Uh, 20 wins. If Davion Bradford was in Easy Ago, even, if those two were, were exactly what they were last year, we're a 20 win team. What are we now? 14 and 17? Fucking yes. hell. Oh, yeah. We easily win six more. I mean, look at the games we dropped. Um, like Arkansas, two games that Illinois. we dropped that come to mind like instantly that we should not have ever dropped. TCU at home and KU at home. I mean, you're you cannot go, at home. Right. That one too. But like that was like an actual battle. Um, and really we were never like, oh, our foot's on their throat. You know, like that, uh, that was a that was a 50-50 game, and we just couldn't quite we couldn't make that happen. But like Oklahoma State on the road, probably, like, we win that for sure if we have a post presence. We got absolutely killed on the boards. Iowa State at home. We beat Iowa State at home. We beat West Virginia last night. We beat West Virginia on the, West Virginia on the road. Uh, 20 easily, I think. Easily. This would have been a much different team with, with a just slight post presence. Yeah. Evan DeShane, Elena Lack, is your favorite player on the team typically the best player? Nigel, Deuce, Aoka, et cetera, or is it based on something else? Who are your favorite K-State athletes right now over the past year? Um, no, it's it's usually not the, the best player. Like, again, last year, I mean, it was Skyler, but Deuce was the best player. Um, you know, I, I'm a big Jack Stanine fan. Again, he's the fullback. Um like I, I had a weird, I was all about Devin Ankle. It's usually about like personality. They have yeah. to be playing. Like I'm not going to be, sure. like my, I'm not going to say my favorite player is Keenan Garber. He can't get on the field. Uh, <laughs> basketball. I mean, I was a big Cam Stokes guy. Um, mm-hmm. Basketball this year really liked Mark Smith. Um, I, I do like Nigel. Um, I, I was a massive Davion Bradford fan last year. Uh, it's tough. I mean, he just couldn't <laughs> give you anything this year, but. I was a big Davy Dunks guy. Um, typically, it's think, just kind of personal. I think typically, typically, my favorite player is one of the better players on the team. Um, but yeah, not always. I mean, you have a guy, you can have like a role player that's like really fun. Um, I'm trying to think who, who would that like Cardi? Like, yeah. When he was like the sixth man, he was one of my favorite players because he was just so like his character was great. Um, he would pop off every once in a while, but he was 
you know, he wasn't one of the best players on the team by any stretch that year, but he was, he was a good player, but um, right now, let's see. Okay. Let's say who are your favorite K-State athletes right now or over the past year? I mean, it's hard for me not to like obsess over dudes. Stubby. He was really, really fun. I love Daniel green. Uh, really love Daniel green. Uh, one of like I just love linebackers I think they're incredibly fun to watch and he's really underrated I think he's a great player hoops wise obviously it's Nigel I just love a guy that can go insane and Mark Smith man a 6'4 guy that just like <laughs> leads the conference in rebounding it's crazy it's, it's really crazy and he's I love a zero step like he's he's got a lot to his game if only he would have come from the jump how different things yeah. could have been. All right, we only got a handful left. We only have five questions left in the uh, Grant is an official co-host era. Uh, we got three from Evan D. Shanalanalak, and we end with E. Malorado. Um, Evan D. Shanalanalak, does Deuce eclipse 2,000 all-purpose yards this season? I'm going to say no, but again, I, I was saying he would never be a 1,000-yard rusher because I saw him more as a weapon, and he blew that out uh last year so hopefully he makes me look like a clown because he doesn't do kicks and punt returns so it'd be 2,000 scrimmage yards if he does 2,000 scrimmage yards he's going to be in New York for the Heisman ceremony yeah my my how many did Sproles have in 2003 Uh, he had 1,800 rushing yards that year which is like wild so he was definitely over 2000 I, I mean uh, actually you might be surprised because he did not he did not have as many but screens uh, and shit he had he had like just just that night he had uh just that fateful night in uh kansas city he had over 100 almost uh, so you you even underestimated him he had 1986 rushing he had wow. 287 receiving, so he had two or 2273 in 2003. Man. God, 1900 rushing yards. That's shout out to Darren Sproles. Kind of oh, depressing right. to look at this. St- <laughs> well, also, but timeout just for the record, that is 15 yeah. games. That is that wasn't True. 15 games because they got True. the extra game in Arrowhead to start the season, the Big 12 championship, and the bowl game. So you know, Deuce is probably only going to get 13 unless we go to Arlington. So, um, I don't think he'll eclipse 2000, but, um, I hope we are proven wrong. Yeah. So, yeah. So those extra games, those extra three games, uh, his average, uh, Darren Sproul's average for a, uh, for a 13 game season would have come just at 2000. Those extra games are what took him over. Um, We're going to end with that final one from Evan, um, and then we'll we'll get these two. Um, Imalorado, assuming we don't stick with the Sasquatch running back uh, depth chart, (laughs) Jax is RB2. Where does the RB2 come from? P5, G5, FCS, JUCO transfer, or the existing running back room? Does Giddens or someone else step up, or do we need to get into the portal? Uh, ideally you get like a James Gilbert type guy 
with multiple years. You're not going to get a you're not going to get a grad transfer. You're not going to get someone with just one year. No. Um, Ideally, you get a guy with two or three. But I think Giddens is going to have a big spring. I hope so. Um, I hope so. I think it comes from the roster, honestly. Honestly, already. I, I kind of agree, and here's my, here's another. I honestly don't want to pick up a transfer running back the more I think about it. Because here's the thing. If you're not elite at running back, if you're just a guy worthy of being on a Power 5 roster, the difference between great and just Power 5 worthy is smaller at running back than any other spot in college football. Now, there's elite. Deuce is elite. But the difference between – you know, everyone everyone was clamoring for more carries for Joe Urban. He ended up at Middle Tennessee. Yeah, I mean that's why it did suck to lose uh, Joe Urban because he was a like a really good backup running back for us. But um, I mean, yeah, I think it comes from the roster. I think it will. All right, E. Colorado, uh, what do you think the impact of a faster pace, up tempo offense? will be on the team. How will the players adjust to the faster pace of the game? I think I, they'll adjust fine. I don't, um, I don't think it's actually going to be that much faster. I don't – yeah, I don't think we're going to see, like, a night and day difference. But um, I don't think that Colin – I think Colin Klein's not stupid. And he, he realizes that we need to – we need to run more plays. Uh, more plays gives you more opportunities to score points. I think it's that simple. Um <laughs> And I don't know. I, th- I think I, – d- I do think we will play faster, but it's not going to be, like, some up-tempo, like, brand-new offense. But um, I do like to hear that, and I think the direction that Colin Klein is going to try to take it, identifying plays faster, um, I-, I think it'll be good. I think it'll be an objectively good thing. And if it's anything like we saw in the bowl game, then that's good. I think it's yeah. only a positive. My predictions were still the slowest team uh, play-wise in the Big 12, but we will no longer be the slowest team in FBS football. I think if we can come out – yeah, that's – okay. <laughs> uh, I think if we can just be more well-rounded and uh, have the option, give ourselves a better opportunity and a better chance that when we need to speed things up, we can – um then it'll be good but i'm excited i forget about colin clan i think he'll be good it's gonna be be entertaining when you're three crack rocks deep cussing out colin (laughs) klein on twitter and seeing the entire twitter world turn against colin klein because it's gonna happen no one ever likes the offensive coordinator ever i know they liked him a lot for one game though oh yeah he's got that going for him yeah he does all right, and then the final one, Evan D. Shanelanilak. At the end no. of the day, how do you wipe? Oh, I have a bidet. I'm not. Oh man, I'm jealous. I have one too. I've had it for like two years, but I had yet to install it. No, just I need jet a bidet. stream right up the butthole. I will say that I, I some, I often, more often than not, I wipe between the legs in the front, lift up the balls. It is. It's better. I'm telling you, people are going to give me a lot of shit for that, but it's better. The small percentage of people that do it, they say, yeah, we look at each other and we know. But let's end and talk about Bruce. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, what is the moment that is going to make you smile from the Bruce era? 
Oh, there's many. Um, never thought in the million years we would win a Big 12 title. Um, 2013 seems like a really fucking long time ago. But the Bruce era, um, the beginning of the Bruce era, I remember walking down on fake Patty's day, the day that we want, we won it. KU was like down by like 20 in Waco. So we knew, well, Hey, we, cl- we did it. We, and uh, like J.O. and uh, Magruder and Tay were all just like walking down the uh, walking down Morrow street, which was closed off. And like people were kind of surrounding them and they like knew that they had won, they were back in town. So that was really fun. They were out celebrating their title. Um, I think, uh, but let's just go back and forth. What's another, what's one of yours? Yeah. I mean, there's, I, there's more than one. I mean, yeah, I mean the, the easy one, I mean, I think it's easy to say, all right, you have the two big 12 titles and the elite eight. Those are easy, but mm-hmm. something that really will make me smile is like once I stopped <laughs> hating Bruce, just enjoying the goofiness, you know, the Pete the Cat shit, you know, the Winnie the Pooh quotes, yeah. him being a dork uh, when they win big games, when he'd come in and they'd splash water and jump and dance I around love with Bruce. Um, yeah. Him hugging Ernie Barrett after the win versus Kentucky. Um, talking with him, talking about how he would like, how he has purple underwear, uh, you <laughs> know, in the, like in all that type of stuff. Just, just embracing who Bruce was like once you stopped hating him for being a dork and loving him um it just became fun like again I understand some people rolled their eyes but some of that stuff is like what endeared me like him taking shots the NCAA like at at the end the whole thing about not cutting his hair it's funny I don't know it's just well we got a bunch of cynical fuckers uh that just cannot see that side of it and it's yeah, sad um it but yeah i think those are that's a good way to put it um i loved kentucky i thought that was i haven't been that glued to a game in so long and that game in and of itself had a lot of great moments uh the cardi dunk and all of my sports memories that is up there like in a top five um just with pure like pandemonium and i mean that that is close behind the ou block man like for how like just loud and insanely like shocking to the senses it was um and then the day that we just absolutely handled oklahoma and like clinched the big club at home was just a really great coronation uh it was a comfortable win the entire time and we just got to kind of sit there and enjoy outside of fucking Dean Wade hurting his foot and the black cloud that hangs over that. It was a great day. And like, I really enjoyed it. Um, and I'll miss him, man. I, you know, he's been with us for a decade. It's crazy. And now we turn a new leaf in a new era and it's exciting. It's exciting to look forward. Yep. Uh, that's all we have. Um, what I'll say is I, I love you guys. And what, what I'll also say is I love you, Grant. Uh, again, you, you were the one who uh, said, hey, I found this app, Bumpers, let's let's do it. <laughs> and I said, well, only if we beat, uh, only if we beat UMBC, um, because I did not want to start a podcast right before we played a 16 seed, if we might lose. And uh, I, I want to thank you. Um, and yeah, it, 
it, it, it will be different, um, especially during football season. Um, it, it'll be different, uh, but I'm going to try to do new things. I'm going to try to make you proud. The brand is going to stay strong. The brand is always going to stay with us. No one will ever own the RSS feed. Um, no one will ever be able to take away the Bosco's Boys brand, which you helped build. So uh, love you. I love the fans, but I'm going to let you talk to the Boneheads one last time and get your catchphrase one last time uh, before I stop recording. I love you too, buddy. Uh, I think it's been great getting to know you more, uh, getting close with you. Um, and <laughs> you know what? I peaked 400 episodes ago. The very first one I put all, I put more work in the very first episode than I ever have. That's not entirely true, but as far as like sports scouting goes, absolutely true. Um, it's been fun. And honestly, I've really enjoyed this episode tonight. And it's like, just got me thinking, Oh, I'll come back on soon. So um, you will. You will, it but... is always fun to do uh, the actual show itself. Um, but I just, you know, it's hard. Everything around it right now, I just can't give it, it the attention. So um, I've loved meeting all the people that we have. I think the guests, you know, obviously the guests that we've had on has been amazing, but just the fact that people like us enough to follow us for 400 episodes is crazy. And there's people that are like genuine, like Bosco boys, diehards. I mean, it's even crazier as I've been recognized in multiple times in, in public at games um, sometimes because of like just my looks and others because of my voice. Like there's been people that sat in front of me uh, that turned around and like, I think I know, like, are you on Bosco's boy? And it's just like blows my mind that we have any reach at all. And it's been a pleasure. It truly has been a pleasure and I'll be back on. Um, it's the show's going to go on. It's in great hands. I think you're incredible at, at doing this and you're going to continue to, surprise me and the guests even even further going down the road so the, tra the trajectory is only up maybe someday also we're going to get an outro uh i might drop that to you as a gift uh here soon but uh yeah for old time's sake folks meet me at the cat in this is the bosco boys podcast hey folks it's grant ksu and I'm without my partner, Scott Wildcat, but that's okay because this is just a test. I'm uploading this to see, you know, how to upload to iTunes, how to edit this app. Um, we're just using an app right now because we don't have any equipment because, let's face it, we're amateurs. But we're going to get better. After a while, we're going to buy some real equipment and actually figure out how to be podcast professionals. Because we're going to quit our jobs and that's going to be our only source of income. So... What is this podcast about? Well, it's a K-State podcast for the fans, by the fans. We're going to talk about K-State football, K-State basketball. Right now, we're going to get an episode out this week. It's going to be about the NCAA tournament, what has happened, what's going to happen, and some other miscellaneous stuff. We're going to try to get some guests on. Uh, it should be just an overall good time. Uh, we might throw in some cool edits like this. And like that. And maybe even like this sometimes. But, most importantly, we're going to have a good time. We're going to talk about the cats. So, give us a follow on Twitter, Grant underscore KSU, and Scott Wildcat. We'll see you soon, folks. The number one podcast in America is coming. Go Cats.
Sports Social Podcast Network.